You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hebrews 10, they can put on the rest of the essence. Some of them at the back are off. Whoever, Mike, okay, thank you. Can you just do that? All right. Hebrews 10, I want to read from verse 8. Above, when he said, sacrifice and offering, burnt offering and offering of our sin, thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then he said, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he might establish the second. By which we, 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 we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Now verse 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever, sat at the right hand of God, from henceforth, expediting his enemies be put, be made under, be put as his footstool. Verse 14. For by one offering, everybody say one offering, he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you, you can have your seat. By one, one offering. One offering. Hallelujah. Melchizedek showed up in the Bible. I want us to read. I just don't want the part, part of reading. When you read, it enables you to know. And then the Bible says, blessed are those who read. So Hebrews 7. Hebrews 7 from verse 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of kings and blessed him. Verse 2. To whom Abraham gave a ten part of all, first being interpretation, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. So king of peace and king of righteousness. To whom Abraham gave a tithe of all. Verse 3. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abided a priest continually. Next verse. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom Abraham the patriarch gave ten parts of the spoil. Verily they that are sons of Levi, then and so on and so forth. Apostle Paul was talking about whoever wrote Hebrew. So that I won't say Paul. Some said Paul wrote it. Some said someone else wrote it. Now he's talking about somebody by the name Melchizedek. But I want to read something about Melchizedek. First of all, Genesis chapter 14. I believe this is the origin. Maybe in the Bible. Even though it might have been a, a practice longer than that. That you will find in the Bible. Hallelujah. Verse 18, Genesis 14, 18. The Bible says, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. He was a prince of the most high God. 
And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Mechizedek. So, later Hebrews says, No father, no mother, no beginning of days, no end of life. Well, that's a big controversy among Bible scholars. Some said that Mechizedek was an angel or Jesus Christ, they pre-incarnate Christ or whatever. But actually, the next verse in that verse 3 or so in that Hebrews 7 says, Consider how great this man. So that means he must be a man. I believe, or one of the, or what many scholars are saying, the reason why it was written about him not having father nor mother because his genealogy was not recorded. And I've said that, well, I, I don't know whether it's too, so or not, but Lester Sumner and some other people said that Melchizedek was Noah's grandson or Shem, Noah's son, one of the sons of Noah. Because inheritance is always passed from one generation to another. And the things of the spirit, the tabernacle in a mortal man. But are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Anyway, so <laughs> we are going somewhere tonight. But then the old thing about Melchizedek, as soon as the guy appeared, he just did one thing. He brought bread and he brought wine. He brought bread and he brought wine. Wine represents the blood. Bread, the word, or the body. Melchizedek brought it, and he blessed Abraham. He could have just blessed Abraham, but he chose to bless Abraham with bread and wine in his hand. Why? There was no record of Abel committing, or Cain committing any sin, other than Cain brought Fruit from the earth that was already caused to God. But when Abel was going to offer his own sacrifice, he brought a ram, a bull or whatever, a living animal and offered. What is it between God and blood? And the gods of this world and the blood. So God looked at Abel's offering and he accepted it. There was no record of any sin committed by either of them. But their sacrifice, that means the route by which they approach God, justify one and condemn another one. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Um, every time they ask Balaam to seek for an oracle from God in Numbers 23 and 24, he will tell them to prepare seven rams or bulls and prepare seven altars. And then he will walk past the altar and he must hear the voice of God. And every time he did, there was a prophetic, oracle, prophetic word given to him, an oracle. There was never a time he attempted to receive oracle without asking them to spill blood. And on Sunday I said, as soon as man sinned, he covered himself with fig leaves, but God killed an animal and clothed them with an animal. Because without the shedding of blood, I get what I'm saying. Say that word, say blood. It means a lot to the spirit realm. It is so sacred. It means more to them than it means to humanity. When people see blood, they run. It means something dangerous. And it's close to red color. So when Melchizedek wanted to bless Abraham, he was actually representing Jesus Christ. He brought bread and wine. 
maybe was about to introduce Abraham to something. Because in Genesis chapter 15, the night God made a covenant with Abraham, he first of all made sure that there was a spilling of blood. He told Abraham to bring certain animals and cut them into two. So have to be on this side and have to be on this side. And in the night, Abraham fell asleep. And later he saw like a light, maybe like he must have seen the feet of God. He saw fire passing through that sacrifice. And God said, today, I swear that your disciples will possess this land. But not without, I mean, why didn't God just tell him that? He said, that's what I'm, he first of all made sure the day the covenant was struck, the day that they, not, the day they reached that deal, first of all, there was spilling of blood. God was beginning to introduce humanity to something. So what God was saying to Cain and Abel, this method, anything that is not sanctified or presented by the blood, I will not accept. So Cain, I shut down your sacrifice. Abel, you approved. And then Cain killed Abel. And then God said to Cain, your brother's blood is crying. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, that was the last prophet that was killed in the Bible. He died between the porch and the altar. He said, there is no blood that will not be required of this generation. That means there is no blood that is spilled to the ground that is forgotten by God. It's a lesson. Those who kill people all around the country, wherever, wherever people, anyone who kills someone else, there is a sovereign declaration of the Almighty that anybody who sheds someone's blood by a man, your blood will be shed. There's nothing we can do about it except to run to the place of the one who died for her. I get what I'm saying. Because it means a lot to God. So when people enter a village and slaughter people there, the blood, it, that's not the end of the matter. And their blood will never keep silent. You have just sentenced your generation to a life of doom. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that's not our focus. But it's good for people to know that there's a sovereign declaration. Anyone wakes up, you shoot your neighbor, you do something, it doesn't end there. God can hear the voice of the blood. Abel died. Zechariah died like 4,000 years after Abel. And Jesus said that the blood in between these two people, all the blood spilled, will be required because God will not forget any. But that's not where we are going today. The only thing that atones for a man who has shed someone's blood is the precious blood of Jesus. With that, justice, I mean, because he was wounded for our transgression, not his. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. i reading this because we can't finish this tonight. Where I'm actually going is when Paul began to say in 1 Corinthians 11, and he began by verse 23. I want to explain this. Verse 23. For I received, for I have received of the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night which he was betrayed, he took bread. So just like God makes sure, so Melchizedek gave bread and wine to Abraham. I think we talk about this another day, the fact that anytime God hits with you, something happens. The final night that Isaac was given to Sarah and Abraham, God came down to their house and they gave God food and God heard. And he said, by this time next year, he had told Abraham when he was 70 that he would have Isaac, or 70 or 75, he never had Isaac until 99. Because God gave a promise, but God never attached timing to that promise. 
But the day they gave God food in their house and God ate with them, he said, you know what? In nine months' time, he said, by this time next year. In Exodus 24, Moses and 70 elders, Moses, Nadab, Abihu, Aaron, 70 elders came to see God on the mountain. And the Bible said they saw God. And the Bible said when they saw God, they began to eat. And God said to Moses, come up either and handed over the Ten Commandments. Anytime God eats with man, something happens. And there are more and more. So when Jesus was about to check out of this system of the world, he told us that the last thing we are going to do is not to pray. Even though he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. He said, the last thing I want to do with you is that we have to eat. Why? He said, the next time I will eat this, it will be the new kingdom would have come. And what kind of food did he give them? So, this was what God was trying to do in the land of Egypt. And he told them that, see, you have commanded Pharaoh, you have shouted at Pharaoh, but when you are ready to go, there is only one thing that gets you out, eat with me. So they ate the Passover, and by the following morning, they were out of Egypt. If someone can just eat tonight. <laughs> if you want to clap, clap very well. It's okay. In out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Can you see all these things? So the question we should ask, how do I eat with God? Because everyone that ate with him, and maybe also we can go and on and on and see a lot of examples in the Bible. When the Holy Ghost came down, they began to break bread and eat from house to house. It's a spiritual culture. But of all meals, the most serious. Now that doesn't mean we are coming on Sunday and you bring rice into church. <laughs> so we should know. Of all meals, it's this, this Passover, or this cup and bread of the Lord. The only time Melchizedek appeared, Zoom, he did two things. Communion and tithes. This is why personally I pity those who say we don't give tithes again. Melchizedek did not operate under the law. He predated the law. If you want to counsel that, then counsel communion also because Melchizedek did the two and vanished from history again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I've told you before, you won't say uh, people that don't give tithes will go to uh, that is wrong or this one. No, 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 no. But any believer should understand that this gets God involved in your finances. You have to. The more you do it, the more you walk in the blessing. That's the truth. If you earn 30,000, tell yourself you earn 27,000. Something must be precious, must be sanctified, must be set apart. It causes the rest to be holy and it causes them to make sense. Very true. But that's not even our focus. But I'm just saying that free of charge. And you say debate on social media. Debate here and then there and debates. And people join the association, they pay deals. They do every debate everywhere. When it comes to this, they just debate it. I don't debate with anybody. We hardly teach on tithes in this church, but most people practice it. You should know you should do well. You should know that you should. Without anybody telling you. God is not interested in keeping your money and then, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. But you see, if you have experienced the blessing that comes from you, you will never need anybody to talk into it. But that's the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's continue from 1 Corinthians 11. And I just want to end this so we can take the communion. 
He said what I said the same night. So when Jesus was about to go, so he decided to eat that last meal with the disciples. <laughs> and he said he ate with them that night. And when he had given thanks, go to verse, he broke it and said, Eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Next verse. After the same manner, he took the cup. When he had supped, so he first of all drank, he's saying, this is the cup. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Ah, go on. Verse 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, he did not say an unworthy person. He said in an unworthy manner. Did you get that? There are two different things. Shall be guilty of the Lord's body and the blood of the Lord. Next verse. I am still doing a study on this one myself. Let a man examine himself. So let him eat the bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the body. I'm being careful here. I cannot rush. The unworthy manner the Bible is talking about is when you take communion without discerning the Lord's body. That means without recognizing that this thing you are taking is not just bread and wine. It is the body and the blood of Jesus. He said when you don't discern the Lord's body, next verse, the first time I read this one, actually, verse 30, please. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Can there be that there's something the church of Christ is yet to understand about communion? Before now, James said, is any sick among you? That connotes they were hardly falling sick. And he said, in case you find a sick person, let them just pray for him and he will be well. From his any to, for this cause, many of you are sick. Did you get that? From a church where there was hardly a sick person to a church where many of them became sick. And he said, what was responsible? The knowledge of the body of Christ. He said that all of you, he did not say they were sick because of sins that they were committing. He said they were sick because of lack of understanding of the communion, the blood and the body. Abraham, um, 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 Benin's father-in-law was sick of cancer and then his kidney packed up. Of course, he had gone there to pray and nothing happened. So himself and his wife were going to greet the man for the last time because they knew he was soon die. It was just seven something. They were going to greet him for the last time. And they met a man in the plane, and he began to explain communion to them. And he said, let's go to your father-in-law's house. He just took wine and took bread and gave them. He said, eat every day. I think in about seven days, the man became perfectly well and lived extra ten years. What is anointing could not? What is in this thing? That is why I am still so. That's why we are looking for Bible. Why is this thing so precious to God? God told Aaron, you intrude into that old list of all without blood. You die. Why does God like singing blood? <laughs> to get around mercy seat, you must preach. So, 
Moses took the book of the Lord. He poured blood on it, poured blood on it, and poured blood on the people before he read the law to them. Why? He does something to God. I don't know. When Noah came out of the ship, he told him, if you eat an animal with the blood in it, you are cursed. He said, you must slaughter and let the blood enter the ground. Why? Is it that it comes back to him? I don't know. But there is something about blood. So I showed us on Sunday seven places where Jesus shed his blood. Seven different times. When we hold that cup in our hands, we are not holding Ribina. There is a principle of naming something by faith and it changes the identity of that thing. Because when God created Adam, he said to Adam, he brought animals for Adam to name. The Bible said, whatever Adam called their name, that was the name. So a, by the same principle, a believer can look at a cup and bread and say, this is not bread, this is body and blood. Because it's called law substitution. It was the same law by which they would bring an animal to the tabernacle and put their hand on the animal. There was no physical sin coming out and entering the animal. But as soon as they did that, there was an exchange. The animal became their sin and they went home free. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is very easy for Africans to understand. What is in the horn of a ram? That somebody will say, and start saying things and something will happen. Have you seen that in films before? Even if you have not seen it live. I grew up in Abelta, so I've seen a bit live. There was one local school near my house. They, they would be doing task and they'd be trying all kinds of charms on themselves. I mean, I was there one day when a boy, one big boy, gave a smaller boy a punch. And smaller boy said, you think because we are big, and big just put his hand in his pocket and put a ring and gave the guy just one. And he started conversing. I saw that one. As a young boy, I was scared. And everybody was begging the boy. He said, no. He said, no. After begging him well, he just said, you get him water. Put the water in his mouth, spill it on the guy, and the guy came back to life. The guy ran. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Thank you, Lord Jesus. A lot of people are impressed by stuff like that. That's just magic. That's just Satan speak. He enjoys all those things. Are you with me? So, dear Lord Jesus, can we get to, even if I stop here, I'm, I'm just trying to get us to communion should be approached with reverence. Our yes type of reverence. You must recognize what is in Hebrews 10. I want to read from verse 23 or 24. Hebrews 10, 24. God doesn't joke. Verse 25. How forsaken the assembly. Okay, no, go to 21. 21. Having the priest over the house of God, 22. I want where he says that of what punishment. Let us draw there with a true heart of faith. This is not what I'm looking for. 23. Let us hold that to our profession. There is a verse in that chapter 10 that says that if they, they, if they, they died without mercy on that deal. Okay, yeah. Verse 29, thank you. Of how much surer punishment, suppose ye, go to verse 28. He that despised the law of Moses died without mercy under the under two or three witnesses. That was the law then. 
He said, now said that if that happened under the law of Moses, how much surer punishment suppose ye shall be thought worthy who are trodden under the foot, under foot, the Son of God, and are counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and on only thing and had done that despite unto the spirit of grace. One of the words we pick out of that are there is a serious punishment anywhere the blood is considered as a common thing. So when you hold the cup, it's like people will put an altar down and they pour wine on an idol. The idol looks like a dumb, like, 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 just like a doll. And they send the idol to go and do her work and it goes. Because in the realm of the, in the physical realm, you can use something physical to represent an eternal truth in the spirit. Did you hear that? Now, the priests every year will make atonement for the people. Jesus did not enter any physical tabernacle on earth. He entered the tabernacle of heaven. And he offered his blood. That blood is so precious. That was why he said to Mary, don't touch me. For I have not ascended to my father. If Mary touched Jesus before he went to heaven, she would have messed up the whole thing. Jesus died. And his blood must go to the tabernacle of heaven. Where it will not be a yearly sacrifice. One sacrifice will perfect everybody forever. You know why we are of God? Because of one sacrifice. Can you shout amen to that? Amen. Forgiveness is available forever because of that one sacrifice. So Jesus, because every high priest of Old Testament, there are two problems. Number one, they could not continue forever because of age. So as spiritual as Aaron was, Aaron died one day. So if Aaron was your priest and he was one bringing the word of God to you, there was an end to Aaron's life. When he died, he would cry. Then secondly, Aaron himself had infirmities that he needed to do sacrifice for himself. But Jesus Christ was a perfect person. Now, he would not die. He was not only perfect, he was going to live forever. So whatever he did, because he is the Alpha and the Omega, his own offering was an eternal offering. And it was only needed to be done once. Glory to God. As he rose from the grave and he stood, I believe he carried that blood with him. You might not see physically, but it was with him. And Mary wanted to hug him that my Lord, he said, no, 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 no. Ah, mortal hand cannot touch. Don't spoil what I went to the cross. <laughs> this is the most important moment. He said, I have not ascended to my father and your father. To my God and your God. In other words, let me make a journey to heaven. There is an atonement to be made. If I can get to the mercy seat of heaven, which is the original mercy seat. Because the tabernacle on earth was exactly like the one in heaven. When Moses was detained for 40 days on the mountain, God said to Moses from Exodus 23, that word. He said, Moses, see that you do on earth exactly the pattern you have seen here. So Moses constructed a tabernacle on earth that looked like the, it was a replica of the tabernacle in heaven. So when Jesus came, he said, it will be a waste of time to go to Tabernacle, but let's go to the original source. So he went to the mercy seat where Papa God sat himself, and he did not use the blood of goats. Hallelujah. But his own precious blood, stainless, spotless blood, and he said, I offer. And God looked at it and said that they are sanctified forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. That is why, because there is an affinity, this affinity for God, between God and blood, that's why God is saying that the blood that accomplished that must be something very sacred. Must be precious to you because it's extremely precious to God. When a Christian says the blood of Jesus, when I was saying this, we used to do deliverance a lot. I don't know why I've not been doing so much deliverance now. <laughs> we will play my Zion film then and then some demons will appear. It was very, so very wonderful. <laughs> Amen. And I told you, there were some that went beyond our, our boundary. But we had a nice time. I mean, I, I was already 14, 15 when I started hearing demons talking through people. I, it was a nice sight to behold. I mean, uh, I, I'm not coming out. You will see a small girl with a, a thick man's voice coming out. I'm not coming out. <laughs> and some of, our, some of the demons will entertain us a little. What's your name? Um, don't ask me for my name. And they say the blood of Jesus. They, we just saw this. Even though we should not be having any dialogue with demon. Or you should tell them, come out. We don't need to know your name or how long have you been there. There might be only few cases where the Lord might ask you to ask those questions. If the Lord is not asking you, you are questioning demon, he'll just be entertaining you. Where are you from? From several mountains, six oceans. He's just entertaining you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you, are you with me? So, anywhere the blood is mentioned, it provokes something in God. Number one, it reminds him of the agony Jesus went through. Heaven will never recover from that agony. And Satan can never. It was so terrible that God had to turn his face off. He carried the new, Jesus did not only carry our sin, he became sin. He became one with sin. And as the blood was dropped, all the old cross was filled with the blood. God saw it. But Jesus already gave them the formula before he died. He said, do you want to invoke this blood at any time? Just take the communion. That is where I'm going. That is the reason for the communion. There is a part that you invoke by shouting the blood of Jesus. Never stop talking of the blood in your house. But there is also a part that you invoke by bread and wine. When you bring out the bread and you call it the body and the blood of Jesus, immediately in the realm of the spirit, they don't see bread, they don't see wine, they see flesh and blood. That is what they see. And because the name of Jesus, they see the blood of Jesus and they remind Satan of his eternal defeats that he will never recover from. When you are taking communion, you are demonstrating the highest ritual that has ever taken place. And Satan knows that there is no recovery from this. There is no practice that has been in a family that, that communion cannot root out. If I have eaten something because I'm mean, from a fetish family, I've taken so all I need to do is to take communion. It goes in and it destroys the power of what I've taken before. Hallelujah. Tonight is going to heal many. Why people want to have an answer, they shout the blood. Out of God's mercy, answers some. Many of them don't know the meaning of, they don't know what I've just told you now. When you do, you will, one thing will follow, and that is a sign that you know, boldness. 
That's why the Bible says, do not cast away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Demons watch your confidence level to know whether they want to obey you or not. It tells you whether you know what you are saying or not. Now look at this. Paul ended the whole of Hebrews 10 by saying that let us therefore come boldly into the holies of all. Why? That which even Aaron used to be afraid of entering, that he could only enter once in a while, once in a year. Jesus opened it up for us to enter at any time. Why? His blood made the way. So I can say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come by the blood of the Lamb. I will appear at the only of holy. And in that place, there's no demon that can enter. Glory to God. All that I've shared with you tonight, they are very real to principalities and power. When the angels started fighting, they immediately said that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. The angels did not waste time. Michael and his angel fought. The dragon fought back. But the Bible says, and they prevailed not. Why? The angels engaged the blood. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That means they put the blood in their mouth and started speaking, blood of Jesus. Confidence in the blood. Confidence. Can you serve the communion now? In the blood. Pastors and directors, you can help. That means you can sit at your house and experience a deliverance by communion. You put the blood and the bread. Make sure your mind goes through the fact that this formula set them free in one night in Egypt. Whatever is operating in my life, I too can be free in the next one hour by this formula. God looked at Pharaoh. He just said, this one, we answer Pharaoh. Boy did not answer Pharaoh. Wind did not answer Pharaoh. Darkness did not even answer him. But when they took the communion, I congratulate those who are here who are trusting God for the fruits of the womb. And if you are watching me online, get, get it ready around you on your table. Whatever can represent the communion, do the same right now. Because the power of God is visiting you wherever you are. You can begin to pray on your seats. And as you pray, let your mind go through the sacrifice of Jesus. The agony on the cross. He said, do this to He said, remind yourself. He remembers of me. Now we are remembering tonight. Someone died. Jesus died. Thank you. I choose to remember. I want to be sure everybody has it first before we go on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you are feeling one kind, you don't know what is wrong with you. Declare faith right now by faith in the blood. I believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe in his body broken for me. And as I apply the blood, as I take the blood, I'm cleansed, I'm purified, I'm sanctified. He's going to clean me all from within. 
I believe in the blood and it puts an end to every demonic activity around me. I have found with my mouth that Jesus died and rose again. He shed his blood. I believe in the precious blood of Jesus. The Lamb of God that was slain for the sin of the world. I believe in that one sacrifice that sanctifies me forever. That one sacrifice. The highest of all sacrifices. The deepest ritual. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was crucified. His blood shed for me. His body broken for me. You can rise right now. In two minutes, pray loud and clear. Don't pray silent. Make those declarations boldly. Boldly declare your faith in the blood of Jesus. If there is any affliction, declare that it ends tonight. Because by the word, I have understanding of the body, of the blood, and the body of Christ. Shouting loud as you hold it, that this is the body of Christ broken for me. And this is the blood of Jesus shed for me. Now break the bread and take the communion. Take, break the body and take the blood. Keep speaking. Don't stop talking. Thank you. I have victory. Speak. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Take it with faith and make declaration as well. The blood speaks for me. It speaks over me. Health, mercy, progress. I'm delivered above principalities and power. Above sickness. Above pain. Shukalamanda. I'm experiencing an exodus tonight also. I pass from death to life. I pass from sickness to health. I pass from poverty to prosperity. By the blood of Jesus, I cross over into peace, into health, into mercy, into grace by the blood of the Lamb. Old dirty habits are, they are dying off me right now. By the blood. The blood of Jesus. Oh, 
begin to give him praise. You can check yourself now. Something is happening. Begin to give him praise. Oh, we give you praise. We worship you. We worship you. Thank him loud and clear. Give him praise. Bless his name. Bless his name. We will have many testimonies after tonight. Some are already happening right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The life of Christ is at work in me. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. We give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name. And then that's come to spirit of infirmity tonight. Glory to your name. For many people here and those who are watching, all that will be over your head is just mercy, mercy, mercy. The blood of Jesus is crying mercy over you. Mercy means exception. Anywhere you appear, there is that voice over your head that this one has been insured by the blood. And it says, Mercy and peace. Mercy and peace. Mercy and peace. Mercy and peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Lord. We worship you. We adore you. Blessed be your name. It's all. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.